0: who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Toby Vida, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, I'm, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I'm really interested in what you're doing with, the, with your architecture practice, uh, very focused on modern residential architecture. Um, and I want to jump into that a little bit about how you're branding, how you're marketing, how your sales systems work. Uh, it's really interesting to see what you're doing. I've been following it for a while, uh, and I wanted to bring you on the show and, and share that with our audience. Before we jump into that, I want to introduce you. A quarter century of experience in the world of design and construction comes to bear on Toby Vida's work, German by heritage and upbringing, born in Peru, Toby has had the privilege to study architecture, building science, drafting, and construction in Germany and the United States. Now based in Charlotte, North Carolina, not too far from me, Toby is an architect and founder of the modern residential architecture firm Wittehaus. Uh, he's an active member over at the Entree Architect community on Facebook, and he's a member of the Entree Architect Mastermind. And so we've been connected and friends for some time now, and I've been watching what you're doing, uh, Toby, over at House. And, uh, and how you're branding and marketing that firm as a pure modern residential practice. And, and I think there's a lot of architects out there uh, who dream of doing that, right? They, 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 they say, okay, I want to do modern architecture. I want to do modern houses. And then I think something in the back of their head sort of kicks in some fear about focusing on one thing, uh, but you're doing it. You're doing it very well. You have a great brand, a great marketing strategy, um, very clearly process-oriented and I'd love to, uh, to talk about that a little bit. Before we jump into that topic specifically, I want to learn more about you. Uh, I want to learn your origin story. What inspired you to become an architect and maybe who helped you get to where you are? What's your origin story?
1: Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> thanks. Um, yeah, so I started out in Germany. That's where I grew up. Um, and I think somewhere in my late teens, I picked up a book about architecture, and I do not remember what it was, um, but um, I do have an obsessive nature, and so I dove in. I read every any any and every book I could find, and that's sort of the end of that story, <laughs> really. Um,
0: so, how old I, were you? How old were you when you found that book?
1: Well maybe, I want to say 17, 18, something like so,
0: that. So, teenager sort of did yeah. you have interest in construction and drawing and art and any of that as um, a kid um
1: not really not much i mean i don't know my uh, parents built added on to their house and i got to help and that was kind of cool but not particularly in any way really yeah so
0: no real childhood inspiration really teenager found a book said oh this is cool did you did yes. you did you understand at that point that there was a profession called architecture and it was something that you can do
1: yeah I think so I think in sort of at least my impression in Germany it um it's hard not to be surrounded by interesting architecture yeah. and urban set- settings and so the kind of built environment and its effect uh on one on a person is is you know omnipresent and so it wasn't a strange thing and I don't think that uh, profession itself was a mis- necessarily, oh, well, certainly a mystery. But you know, the word, the idea was out there. Certainly, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. So how? So you? So you grew up in Germany. How did you end up at the U.S. in the U.S.
1: Well, well, I fell madly in love. Still am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll do it.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> my wife is from the states, and uh, we lived in Germany together for a while. I did an apprenticeship there which is a big deal as a draftsman, which is a big deal in Germany, the idea of apprenticeship. Um, and so it's, it's like a three-year program in my case um, where I worked the majority of the time I worked in a firm and then they sent me to school, I don't know, for what it was, a week every couple of months or something like that. And, uh, and so by the time I got, I, uh, I was done with that, I knew how to, draw a drawing and then some and I was right there at the cusp of where i started out with ink pens and pencils and ended with a computer and autocad and um and so that was a massive sort of learning curve and the company i was in was the biggest uh, sort of construction and engineering and architecture firm they would sort of take over projects and do the to the cds if you will uh, and then build it, and all kinds of different projects all over the board. And then uh, and then we moved. And so then, yeah, uh, we moved here, um, and I got to study architecture at the School of Architecture here in Charlotte, UNCC. Um, and yeah, h- point,
0: h- how old were you when you moved?
1: Uh, 25, yeah. 25. So by the time I was done with school, I was already 30. Yeah. Um, and so a, a friend of mine and I started our first company while we were st- still in school.
0: <laughs> and what was that? Was it a design firm?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was design, straight up design. And and, and we actually right off the gate, um, the focus was on sort of modern homes, which was a strange thing here. Twenty or eighteen years ago, uh, which caused us to pick up a GC license, and and that's then how I also started building things. Now, luckily, it's not a strange concept anymore. Uh, people are moving here from all over the country, and they're asking, "Where is my modern house?" And then they look at me. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. And so it's such it's it's a it's a such concept. a
0: great opportunity for you because you know living in the same region this this region is growing very very quickly uh but it's all big builder houses right it's just one house after the after another it's the same house over and over over again It just depends on how much you want to spend and that's what you do you go find that development for that price and you go you know buy that cookie cutter house and so uh there's certainly a need and a demand for you know modern residential architecture you know custom residential architecture whether it's modern or traditional um, there is certainly a subset of the of the market that's looking for something beyond the builder house.
1: Absolutely, that's right. I am um, I am writing a book right now, and in the process of it, I um, dove dove into some numbers that I could find uh, uh, and figured. So, like in Mecklenburg County, which is sort of the larger area of Charlotte, or the nucleus of the Charlotte metropolitan area um last over the last couple of years, they pumped out about 10,000 houses a year um, and those are mostly these kind of um you know mass building kind of products and um, and i also found out that about only less less than two percent of these houses are actually designed by an architect yeah, um, yeah. but those are then those kind of you know subset of that is are my clients you know they Come, they want to have a design right and do it right and and not be burdened by the sort of metrics of the real estate market that provides just the mundane. yeah, and nothing special.
0: Right. They're getting messages from builders. They're getting messages from realtors saying, you know you want to buy a house that you can sell, you can flip it and it'll keep its, its value. and you know you don't want to risk your you know your your investment on a modern house that's different. Because that modern house may not sell to the big market that's out there to buy it, uh, and so people, you know, people who are buying and building homes are afraid to do something unique. Yeah. Uh, but but there is definitely a market out there who's willing to take that risk, and so you want to serve that market, and then also educate the rest of the market with the work that you do.
1: Yeah, and it's um, it's interesting because um, so one of the question. That I have to answer is who's my ideal client? in fact, uh, not to make this an infomercial for what you do, but <laughs> listening to your podcast and and you know other uh, podcasts around you. um you know, there's a lot I per- picked up, and that's was is one of the questions and uh, so I, over time, I've figured out that I now lovingly call my clients the odd couple because it, it, it turns out that most of my clients or all of my clients they're sort of in some way or another outsiders. Um, they don't quite plug in into the sort of mainstream, uh, the Joneses sort of stuff. And um, and so for them, it's easier to, to do something different. And so it's exactly what you, but they still bring what you just described. And so I help to walk them through that and allow them to to go, what they, go for what they really desire. And then it's okay. And it's okay to spend their money on the right stuff. It's their home. It better be right. Um, and uh, yeah, and so like part of the process, I, I'm now realizing really what I'm in the business in is, is to provide, is to build confidence for my clients, for them to feel like, I know I want this. Everybody says I'm not allowed to. And I say, no, you are. In fact, you have to. Life is short, do it, do it right. The built environment, especially at home, we learned all of that in the last year and a half is uh, absolutely essential, sort of, it's the built environment that we spend our time in and it influences how we greet the day, how we think about ourselves, how we meet the day. Um, and um, and so, so I allow my clients to, to be okay with the fact that, you know, you need to do it right. You know you have to, so let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. And that's, and that's all part of your brand. It's part of the story that you're telling your potential clients, that, that you, you're talking about your ideal client. You've identified that ideal client. Uh, you have a very specific location, right? You're not trying to serve the entire world. You're serving the, the Charlotte metropolitan area in South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, you have a very specific building type, right? So when that client shows up, that art couple, who who are looking for that house? They very quickly find you, and there's very few competitors that are focused specifically on what that art client is looking for, that art couple, uh, and so so you're already halfway there, right? When they find you, they resonate. They say, "Oh, we found our architect," and so now it's just a matter of going through the the process of getting them signed up. You've already sold them uh, just by building that brand. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's what I've learned and certainly I'm trying out and it seems to be working perfectly. It's as far as I understand it and how I look at it, it's sort of a set of conversations that I have with my clients, prospective clients before I even offer any services. And so I try to provide as much in all the information, nothing is sacred. I want to tell them anything and everything that I could possibly tell them. Um, so that they can build the sort of understanding of how this works, what to expect, what they can get out of this, and and but ex- exactly what you say, by the time they say let's do it, you know they're big-eyed and bushy-tailed and <laughs> right. jumping in and say let's you know they're, they're they're all excited about about me being able to to push the start button for them. You've
0: helped them build that confidence to take the the plunge and do what they really would want to do.
1: Yeah, and it's obviously, it's a big deal. I mean, you spend an enormous amount of money, uh, life savings. Um, it's going to be something that you're going to see yourself living for a minimum 10 years. Most of my clients basically say, you know, this is my last house. Um, and so it's a big deal. And so they want to make sure they go in this with with yeah all the trust and and security that they can possibly have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that confidence building is earning you trust, which helps the rest of the process, uh, move along much more smoothly that, that they've they've already built that trust in your brand, in the marketing process, uh, throughout the sales process. Um, so when you get to the point where you're into a design process, uh, you can design what they really want and, and maybe they don't even know that they really want what you have to provide right often they come with ideas and then you provide a different idea you've learned what they what they really need what they desire but they you provide a solution that they may not have expected right
1: that's, that's exactly right um the whole design process itself is structured to to coax out of them um all that that sort of sort of slumbering you know and that needs to be drawn out and looked at and and so it's a step-by-step kind of process that allows so it's not prescriptive right i'm not sort of saying well here's what you get uh, open the bottom drawer and get out a floor plan right <laughs> but rather we I'd really try to figure out and allow them to figure out what it is they're asking for and then build the house around it i always tell them the house already is there uh, we just have to find it between the client, between the property, and the budget, and a slew of other things. The house is kind of there. We just have to discover it and, and find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing, uh, uh, based on what you just said, is that oh, the the focusing on on one very specific subset of of things that I do and offer allows me also to be that kind of guide for them to have that trust because I know this and you know I tasted competence in this field and it tasted really good yeah (laughs) and uh and being that focused I get to talk about one thing and one thing only I get to learn about this one thing and this one thing only and there's so much around it it's going to fill my lifetime and then some to you know nibble on, on on just a portion of this. Uh, and and so, but it allows me to then be, I know this inside and out. And then the the trust building, the confidence building, my services they stretch far beyond the design. Yes, the design is sort of the nucleus. That's where my heart lies, and where you know the, the heart of the process really lies. But but I take them by the hand. But from the very beginning, all the way to moving in. All of the aspects, I, I guide them through and, and, and set them up in the right way, uh, and whatever piece of that they want to have fulfilled, so that when they come to me, it's easy, it's fun, it's a great adventure, and uh, stress-free.
0: Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. As architecture demand increases toward pre-pandemic levels and beyond. How are you and your architecture firm keeping up? RCAT is here to help. RCAT.com offers several free tools to help architecture and design firms like yours get work done faster. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find the right products for your projects and download BIM, CAD, and specifications right there on the same page without needing to pay or register. It's free. RCAT.com also offers product videos, catalogs, green reports, product certification information, outline and short form specification generation, and so much more. Visit RCAT.com today. RCAT.com is your one-stop solution to help increase your productivity and get more projects done faster. That's RCAT.com. A-R-C-A-T.com. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses, automatically track your time for your whole team by project and get organized with financial reports, communication, and notifications. My favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects. Who has the time? But if we don't send out the invoices, we don't get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid fast online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. Go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks and enter entrearchitect in the how did you hear about us section. That's entrearchitect.com freshbooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the entrearchitect community. Can we walk through that a little bit? about the throughout the, the process. I wanna, I wanna step back a little bit. I just, um, I wanna sort of walk them walk the listeners through sort of your branding, your marketing, your sales, and then sort of talk a little bit about the actual design process so they can see how they all tie together. Um, we talked a little bit about branding already. You should go visit uh, Vita House website. That's it's W-I-T-T-E-H-A dot U-S. So Vita, H-A dot U-S. Uh, go check out Toby's website. Uh, has built a great brand, and so so you'll understand that he's that he's focused on a very specific building type, a very specific location, and a very specific ideal client. It screams modern architecture. Uh, so when you land there as a potential client for modern architecture, they very clearly uh, understand they're in the right place, and so the brand is built really well. Um, and then so you do also, uh, Toby, you do a lot of marketing on online marketing. So you write a blog, uh, you have a YouTube channel, you do a lot of work on LinkedIn. I'm seeing you do that. Uh, you have a merch shop, you have swag, you have T-shirt. I'm wearing one of your T-shirts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so let's talk a little bit about you know taking that brand that you've built and continue to build, um, and and get and communicate it to the world, right? To try to find that ideal client out in the world, uh, so they know you exist, right? So you so. Uh, can you share a little ba- a bit about your marketing strategy and how you do that? Uh, also, one thing I want to mention is you're a sole practitioner, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're doing point. all of this by yourself, right? So you're you're not only designing and doing the architecture, uh, but you're t- building the brand, doing the marketing, creating the sales process. Uh, and so I just want to point that out as well, um, that he's not doing this with a team. He's doing it. You know, he's building all of this. And so... Uh, can you walk us through your marketing strategy and how you're doing that?
1: Yeah, um, it's vast. So I try to be make it brief, I guess. Uh, but it starts with the content, right? Uh, you mentioned the blog or the YouTube. So the YouTube, I try to um, send out a short video every Monday morning. And um, and in there, I just you know offer a quick short tidbit about from my world um, uh, that is hopefully insightful and helpful for my potential clients. Same is for the blog. i also use the blog to um, share some news, um, but also sort of here's something that my clients really seem to want to know about, and it might be helpful in their process. Um, and social media posts, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, um, Twitter. Um, so all that stuff just goes out there, and I try to find set up systems where it becomes easy, you know, where it is repetitive, repetitive in a way that, oh, you know, the the, the clock rings and I have to go, and do this one piece, fifteen minutes done, next thing I can go back to work, kind of thing, um, but still be fresh and and interesting and you know, um, specific, um, to be relevant, uh, and have sort of an immediate sort of effect for my clients and then out of that what i then try to do what i set up is a path towards setting up towards the actual sale right and so right. um they i on my website i explain how it is how, how the how it starts and so they have been interesting for a year they've been modeling this over. Finally deciding, let's do this. What do I do? But I'm still a little scared. And the first step, I just send them a free design starter guide. I call it. It's a, I don't know, 22-page uh, document brochure that spells it all out. And I'm not shy telling the truth. This is costing more than you think. It's going to take longer than you think. Um, but here are the steps. Here's what's involved. Here's the whole picture, basically, an overview of the whole picture. And if I haven't scared them away, at, you know, at that point, then there's follow automated follow up emails with more information and all of that, and essentially um, they then reach out. It's prompted to set up a video call to say, hey, you know, they get to fill out a questionnaire provided with with me, and then we get to sit there and really have an honest conversation. And at that point, they. They're already deciding that they're doing this, right? Because I mean, there has been a process to get there, and there had been plenty, plenty of points where I say, "Hey, this is not—I'm not putting shackles on you here. You just, I'm just giving you information. Either it's for you or it isn't. Either you feel like um, I can be that trusted guide for you, or you don't. But if you do, now you're here. Now we're talking. Now you're—you know—now we're talking about you know more the specifics of of what you're trying to do, and then. But, and then for, the, for my actual services, then I try to provide several options, three options that are, that I kind of see from the low end to the high end in terms of the types of services I provide, as well as my fee structure so that they can kind of craft it themselves and, and feel comfortable about what, what um, we're going to get into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how it's all worked out very well designed process from the very beginning in branding all the way through marketing into sales and right into the design process right you've you've built this brand then you communicate that brand out to the world through your blog and your YouTube uh you know all of the social media channels communicating what you do and how you do it telling your story as a modern architect um and leading them to your website right all that social media is pushing them to the website because that's the first step of the sales process. The brand is there, the marketing continues there, but ultimately the website is designed to be a tool to convert them into clients, right? Because when you get there, the first thing you see is more information, right? Giving them more free information and a button, very low friction uh, process, first step, right? What's the first step? It doesn't cost any money. All you have to do is click this button, provide a little bit of information and you'll you'll mail them uh, a design starter guide. Right. And so they, they can get it as PDF, too, I think. And then uh, you actually mail them a, a, a brochure, which is really well designed again. Right. So a couple of days later in the mail, they get this treat. Right. How many, how often do we get treats in the mail anymore? It's all junk mail or bills. Um, and they get this envelope and you open up the envelope and it's a really well designed magazine sort of a process, you know, uh, a brochure that sort of walks them through the entire process. So you're, you're starting to manage their expectations, which I talk about in this podcast all the time. Um, that helps the, 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 the process and the, uh, uh, when you get into the design process, because now they're understanding what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Uh, and it's getting them to the point where they'll, they'll say, okay, let's do this here. Where's the contract? It's, it's easy, right? At that point.
1: Yeah, it is. It's um and it's good for, for for them and for me because you know, so the hardest part I had to learn is to say no. Um, I was just yesterday having this conversation. I found somewhere I heard that the client pool, that the actual your actual clients should be about one percent of your client pool. And um, and so you know, depending on what their number is for anybody. For me, it's right now, it's three projects a year, but I'm trying to scale that up. So I can actually do add to the body count here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, right now, my goal is, can I bring on seven projects a year, I feel like that's a good number to kind of balance that ebb and flow, that feast and famine that a lot of architects do um, experience and um, so but so i'm saying to myself well if there's seven people i want to have sitting here in the course of a year and being happy about this that's you know that's that, then that's a client pool of 700 people and i have to tap into and so i'm saying no to that 693 people uh, unfortunately and but that's a process that has to happen and and so so but it's a positive process because i get to tell them the truth this is what you're looking at and 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 so you know it's just helping them helping me and by the time we get started we all love each other right and it's only yeah. a good experience from there on
0: yeah and that's that's a big job of your brand as well because your the job of your brand is not only to attract your ideal client but it's it's to communicate uh, to your to the non-ideal client that this is not the right place for you, so you don't have to go through a whole process with people who are not the right client. By the time they, you know, very early on, they've they've uh, self-selected out of the process because you're not it. You're not the, the firm they're looking for. Uh, if they want to do a commercial project or a, a you know a, a traditional residential project, they're out very quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah and it's funny nowadays when. Um, I still get a phone call that is way out of the left field. Uh, I don't know what can you do in my ice cream shop. It's like, how did you think I would be doing that after putting, you know, after me offering all of this that I'm offering? But even at that point, then I still, you know, try to find a solution for them. Meaning, you know, I'm not. This is not my bailiwick, but here's somebody I think who would be of great help. Here's the route to go to get this started. Um, yeah, if I help them, then. Um, and that's most important i mean that's one of the you know a couple of these aphorisms or whatever that i picked up here and there and all of this learning about all of this is one is for instance that you just i try to serve my clients i try to love them more than my product which is the design even though you know that's what i yeah live and die for um in order to have that mentality that i'm here to help them and i try to understand them what really their future desired state is, and to get them there, and only one very small, specific portion of all of those paths is, is one that I can actually be of use to them. And that's the one I want to get to focus on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that um, strategy of recommending uh, non-ideal clients to someone else, who is potentially the ideal client. Uh, of that of that uh, potential client is really important. Um, d- don't just reject them and say no, not you know we're not it, right? Um, have a strategy on how you know someone specific you can recommend them to that they yeah. will be served well because not only will you be helping them, but that's a reflection on who you are as a person. And so when that now that client that you've said no to finds somebody who is an ideal client, they. Serve them up to you, right? They say, "Well, this person helped me, and I have the perfect architect for you. He's a residential yeah. modern architect. Go talk to to Toby." Yeah.
1: yeah, and that and so one piece of this whole uh, um, business development is then also the networking, and so I try to. I learned from another podcast or or other presentation you had guests on um, that I now learn to. I'm try to meet. Um, One new person every week and follow up with three of my long friends list um, and have one coffee and also send out a handwritten thank you card. That's like my per week kind of homework. And, And so what that means is I meet interesting people that are loosely connected to my profession and what I do. And so, and there's absolutely fantastic uh, you know, interesting people that are talented and do great work. And um, it's great to sort of get to know them and then be able to have that network to sit the tab into and say, hey, whoever, Sarah here, I got a great client for you. I think you would be a great match, uh, you know, or whatever else it might be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 so interesting to, to talk to you about your process because you, you you clearly think about it that way. You think about the the, proce- the, the process Uh, and the results, but also you have a pure authenticity uh, that that networking meeting isn't just to build your network and build clients. It's to build relationships with people Uh, and just pure relationships, right? I may be able to help this person someday. They may be able to help me someday. Uh, And, and ultimately by doing that over and over again, some, sometimes those things work out to become, you know, projects and, and, and money, but that's not the strategy that you're taking.
1: Precisely right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, um, go ahead. What was one of the? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, one of the things was, um, uh, uh, uh oh, what was it? Marketing is f- or friend building or friend uh, friend building comes first or something like that. And you know, once I kind of understood that mentality, it was suddenly easy to realize. oh I love people. They're interesting. Um, why don't I get to know them? Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy, and then you build that kind of network of friends without any i don't i'm not you know here to get a job from you i'm here to get to know you because you know you are interesting so
0: yeah what's yeah what's wrong with that <laughs> yeah very inspiring very motivational i you know i think you uh, you're you're tapping into the uh, the hearts and minds of a lot of our listeners right now saying hey i can do this too uh, Toby's a sole practitioner, although clearly you're going to need some help soon because <laughs> you're growing pretty quickly. Uh, and and uh, seven projects a year is, is not a small feat with one person and doing all of these, these, these projects. Uh, I want to talk about two more things before we wrap things up. One is, are you using any specific tools that you're really happy with to help you do this as a sole practitioner?
1: Um, yes, lots of them. I To kind of answer the question backwards, I recently checked into a full um, CRM software and realized that those are great tools, um, but they do exceed sort of my marketing budget right now, this sort of monthly fees. And so my version of the same is kind of uh, put together out of lots of smaller um, online services um but it's all i mean so i, I can't even it's like 10 or a dozen uh, different services where it all becomes automated and helpful um and and things i so i don't put brochures in an envelope that get sent out i don't even you know know about any of that until they actually show up for a zoom call uh, um, calendar um setups to meet people um and so the one big one, I guess, is monday.com is one of those things that is sort of a whiteboard where I can plan my projects. I can keep um, sales forecasting, another thing I learned here. <laughs> Shout out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, so I do my sales forecasting where I actually, you know, I, I keep track of all the people that I have conversations with and where those, that conversation is and where do they seem to be going to and so that i can you smooth things out and stay on task and don't forget anybody and guide everything everybody through it and then the projects i i uh, um, structure there as well as well as financial planning and such things and it's a great piece that i then want to use with employees that they can see all of that and we can communicate and um, and so yeah so there's a Got dozen or more, um, software's that I'm using.
0: Yeah, could 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 you could you put together a list, and send yeah, them to absolutely. us, and and we'll just put them on the sh- on the on the show notes, uh, because yeah, I would love to them. to understand the tools that you're using to be able to help you do this, because uh, clearly yeah. a lot of it is automated. Um, I noticed that with the brochure that it wasn't a handwritten envelope. This was this was coming from a service that you that you were, you were set up with. Uh, and so I'd love to just put the, put together a, a list of the tools you're using and just drop them in the show notes for this episode. That'd be great. Gladly. All right. The last, the last thing I want to talk about is residential development. We don't have to dive too deep into it, uh, but you're doing that too. On top of all of this, you're also <laughs> designing and building and selling uh, one modern residential architecture project a year uh, of your own development. Can you talk about that strategy a little bit?
1: yeah um it's completely selfish um i think that so all of this it it, these buildings get they get created through the design and the build and that's when they turn out really great and so by being allowed to build a few i learn how the market works i learn how trades work. I don't know where to, what things cost, what is possible, what kind of hoops I can make people jump through and where I'm sort of, um, you know, stretching the envelope a little too far. And so I really consider those my um, research and development projects in my head. But they're true spec houses that, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, there's money involved. So I need to Finish them, finish them, them well, and sell them for an appropriate price. And so, um, but it's fun. And it's, all, you know, so I learn a lot, including clients. I mean, yesterday I was lamenting that to a builder that this idea about you build it and they will come is absolutely true. When I put a building out there that's different, really different, um, there's still people lining up the street, right? and bidding on, on these things because they see what it is. I don't have to explain it to them. They get to touch it. And, you know, and so then they bid on these things and, uh, and it's clearly a sign that this is what they want. Um, and when it's built and done and finished, you know, that is a very easy kind of sale if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that residential development is not only research and development for you, you should learn a lot, and you understand a lot. You can do things that maybe a client's not comfortable doing. You can you can try those in your own projects, um, but they add to all the other things that we just talked about. And they add to your brand. They add to your marketing strategy. Yeah. It adds to your sales system. Um, all of that creates you know uh, more uh, confirmation that they are in the right place. That that yeah. uh, and and not only that, there's there's one unique house that's for sale, and so you're you yeah. they're bidding them up and selling them. Uh, and the ones that don't get the house, sign them up as clients, right? Uh, exactly uh, right. Now yeah. they, you can go build another one for them.
1: Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. And the expertise gets built when I now talk to my custom clients. You know, I can guide them through that whole cost piece of it. I, you know, of what things cost and 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 what to expect and where where to place your budget, where it counts and where it doesn't count, and all of that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, You're doing it right, Toby. It's uh, it's really exciting to uh, to to watch you. To follow your process, to talk to you today. Uh, before we wrap things up, I wanted to ask you the one question that I ask everybody: What's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow?
1: Well, um, the most I think the most exciting piece for me, and maybe the most helpful thing I got to offer was to is to to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, and and then and then hit that hit that hard trust it, and, and fill, fill, that, fill that dream, uh, do it, um, and be specific. I mean, just position that, be specific, understand. If I can add to that real quick, um, the, you know hanging out a shingle is not enough. Um, the, the, that part of the sort of architectural profession is the minimum of what we have to offer. We can design a building so that it can get built and fit the client's needs that's the minimum and so be specific find a market and, and 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 make that architecture piece just a portion of what you offer to your clients in their market and so that's what i helped me to decide on to say okay this is what i want to be when i'm big toby <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so let's go for that and 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 ignore all the rest
0: yeah, such good advice. Such good advice. His name is Toby Vitta. It's uh, W I T T E, and the firm is Vitta House, and the website is vitaha.us. So So U-S. Go check out the website. You will learn a lot just by looking at the website. Then sign up for all his social media and follow him on social media, um, and you'll you'll really be inspired and really be motivated to take on. Uh, these projects of your own. Sort of build your brand uh, to your ideal client and build a really strong, thriving architecture business. So Toby, thank you. Thank you for sharing so much. So being so transparent today uh, and being out there teaching the world about architecture, specifically modern architecture. It it not only helps you as as a professional, but it helps the entire profession out there telling the story of what architects do in a very clear, concise way. So thank you for doing that and thanks for sharing Uh, your knowledge here today at Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. This was absolutely fantastic.
0: If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how Entree Architect Podcast will grow to serve thousands more architects just like you. Thanks to our sponsors, FreshBooks and RCAT for their support of this episode. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entre Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community and simple systems. Our business system program developed for you, the small firm architect. It's all waiting for you at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA continuing education learning units. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends at entrearchitect.com slash join enroll today at entrearchitect.com slash join thanks for listening today love learn and share what you know